Kyle, how are you? What's happening, guys? Man, I know I told you eight o'clock, and I forgot how long that Wes interview was. And yeah, I no apologize. Worries. No worries at all. I'm just happy to be here. I've been watching the show and uh, enjoying, so no worries, man. Good deal, bro. Good deal. We appreciate your patience. And like Kevin said, dude, our YouTube comments, we never get hardly any. We're Facebook heavy, right? And they have been blowing up. The YouTube comments have been blowing up since before we went live. Um, I remember from our last interview, right, Kevin? We 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 went in, in depth about about your music and and how you've correlated it onto YouTube, and it's showing through tonight. Your audience is here, sir. You, you know, it's so cool, man, because watching the, the interview with Wes, you know, um, kind of like how you mentioned, like it is such a difference from like back in the day to today. And it was crazy because I could kind of see, you know, some similarities in, in some of the things he was talking about just in a totally different landscape. So, yeah, right. man, the, the YouTube, uh, I see all you guys out here. Appreciate everyone being here. And uh, hell yeah, man. Like I said, it's good to see you guys again for sure. Yeah, Kev Kevin and I, like, we talk about it. I, I said it then. We talk about it all, all the time. I mean, I feel like the old man sitting on his porch talking about the horse-drawn uh, horse carriages. You know, he's, like, trying to explain that to everybody that's driving automobiles. That's how I feel now, and I, I fucking hate that. <laughs> you know, I'm like, damn it, dude. You don't understand. Like, it was before streaming. It was before streaming. And they're like, what? But that's the world we live in, man. And I love it. I love the technology. I mean, this show wouldn't exist if it wasn't for that. For sure. So I'm not hating on that. It just makes you feel old as shit. That's all I'm saying. For, for sure, man. And, you know, it, it, uh, it, in a way, I mean, again, going back to what Wes said, in a way, it levels the playing field because it gives all of us, you know, no matter the size you are as a creator of any sort, you know, the platform is there. The audience is there. It's almost like it's up to us nowadays to go out and like go to them almost, you know, like, like again, back in the day, like, let's say, you know, radio or MTV or whatever the case was, there might've been only just a couple of outlets where you got that style of music from. So it was very um, exclusive curating, so to speak, where I feel like nowadays there's so much out there, so much variety, everyone, they don't want to hear what you want them to hear. They want to hear what they want to hear. You know what I mean? So it's definitely yeah, the, an on-demand era for sure. The, the, the internet has removed a lot of the gatekeepers, I think is what you were referring to. The gatekeepers are gone now and the balls in your court as the content creator or the artist. The problem is, is that you got to work a little bit harder I, because everybody else has got right, Kevin. I was going to say that same thing. It, you, you have to work a little bit harder because you got to cut through all the fucking tape. So for somebody to find you, right. uh, because there is so much out there now for somebody to find you, it's a little more difficult. So you've got to find that niche or find that one thing. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about, uh, with your YouTube and with Minecraft, you, yeah. you have to tell that story again. You told it the last time you were with us, on how the whole Minecraft thing happened, but it has helped you tremendously uh, by finding that audience and yeah. taking it to where you're at now. What? How many? You you sent me the the talking notes, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up 210,000 YouTube subscribers. Yeah, yeah. Is, I just want. Can we? Can we have? Yeah, we just want 10,000. Honestly, I've been watching. You guys have gained almost 20 subscribers since this show started. Nice. Okay. I like it. 
I, I'm, that's it you're on every week now every yeah yeah you're, you're on. recurring on. <laughs> right. yeah and, and you know that the cool thing was you know that they do the spotify wrapped i'm sure you guys saw a hundred of them a couple of days ago yep. you know this year i had 1.1 million unique listeners and 24 million streams so again to, to just like take that into context for a second where that was over a million unique listeners just at Spotify. And if you take that average of 24 million streams, that was like each person almost streamed 25 songs. And you know they all didn't, so some of them were much lower. Imagine the ones that were higher than that, though, that had to bring that uh, average up, you know? A lot of the fans, I mean, I retweeted hundreds of these things. I had to have. And there was a couple of them. One guy spent something like 55,000 minutes listening to me in the year. That's the equivalent of like 38 days straight that music was playing in that house. And that was just one of many, you know? And again, it all really stemmed from blowing up on YouTube with the Minecraft videos, you know? So... You see that right there? Right. Uh, Unreal, man. I, I think easy right there. I think he means 17,000 minutes, I would assume. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. That's quite a bit. But Yeah, I'd have to do the math on that, right? Either way, though, 17,000 minutes, that's got to be something like 20 days if we're comparing what I just said with the 55,000 or what, whatever it is, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah I, I think... Um, I think, like you said, Kevin, like it's it's really is harder than ever to kind of carve out your niche, so to speak. But when you get them... Like, again, some of the fans that are in the chat right now, like Easy, who you just put up, and Miss Diamond is here, and some of, some of these who I've been seeing in my live chat and live streams for five years in some cases that found the music because of the Minecraft videos that started five, six years ago and have almost, I mean, you know, I, I don't ever almost to sound like I'm like a bragging asshole or something, but in a way, they've almost built like a cult following where some of these fans and you see the comments on there now about how this was my childhood five years ago. And it's it's incredible, man. Going back, going back to feeling old, right? You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> no shit, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, but that's a good thing. That's a good problem. So I, I got a couple questions that I want to uh, I want to unpack out of what you just said. First one is you listed the amount of unique listeners on Spotify and then total downloads, right? So without, I'm not asking personal finance questions, but but as a global question, we we mentioned all the time on the show. It was in the West interview. You're a you're a young artist starting your band. It's not easy. People have to quit for you know various real life reasons. Got to get a job. Do this. You know, even if you write good music, you're the you're eating ramen noodles on the road to begin with or whatever, right? So how is it nowadays when you have done what you've done, correlating your music online with the, with the Minecraft thing to have that Spotify the numbers that you just put out? How does that play into your overall like um revenue stream as far as that has to free you up right in a certain amount of way to not have to to road warrior it in a van struggling night after night in in these little smaller towns right you're doing it through the internet right 100 oh, percent, man you literally nailed it right on the head i haven't been on tour in almost three years right now and the first you know, first seven or five six whatever years of my career was all about being on the road you know, 60 days at a time coming home for a week. I am going to tour in the new year, but more on a very select schedule, you know, more looking at doing 10, maybe 15 dates in 10 or 15 days in a certain region and then coming home for a month or six weeks and then going out, maybe hitting 10 dates in this region and then coming home because yes, be, you know, the internet is here, all the Spotify streaming. So it is almost like you're reaching people 
like, okay, for example, if I open my Spotify for artists right now, which gives you all the data and analytics, it usually tells you how many people are listening right now. So on average, there might be 350 people listening at this very second on Spotify. So think about those 350 people in a club. That'd be a great show. You know what I'm saying? In a market. So that's basically happening at all times. It's just people are in the house doing it. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I hear it all the time. Artists, bands, whatever, you know, will complain that, oh, Spotify and these streaming platforms don't pay and blah, blah, blah. I, I, I get where some of them come from. But on the other side of that, I completely disagree with it because, you know, any, you know if anyone could go out and get 10,000 streams and be rich from it, everyone does, would do it. You know what right. I'm saying? There's right. got to be a bit of a bar set. You know what I'm saying? Where... So because I get 24, 25 million streams a year, yeah, I mean, that equals, I mean, whatever, you know, like, let's just say every million streams on Spotify is about $4,500 to $5,000. Right. Know, so let's say $4,500 to $5,000 per million stream. So yeah, man, I mean, it's been incredible. And I'm not going to lie, on top of that, it's been life-changing, especially the the kind of rise over the last, like, five years, let's say. Um it's incredible, man. It really does free me up to where, you know, the only thing I focus on day and night is Blacklight District, AK-19, my label. I have a full staff and team. You know, I think we're over 10 people now, a part of my management, my agents, you know, my publicity team. I mean, it really is a team effort, but again, it's all in-house. It's like I get to guide the ship and because of the success of the streaming has allowed me to put together a team like that to where the forward movement is always the top priority. You know what I'm saying? Uh Yes, that's great. And and like you say, we come from the 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 other side of it, the pre-Spotify streaming internet part of it, where you you did want to own it in the sense of going out and doing hand-to-hand combat, hand-to-hand combat in the bars, winning people over live, because that that is the 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 drug, right? That's where it feels the, the, the greatest. But nowadays you do you almost demo yourself in your home whether you're recording and producing everything in your house and then demo it on the social platforms, gain the following there. And like you said, then you can be strategic as to where you pick the venue that you want to play or how many nights you want to play in a row, right? It, it does free the artists up for the guys that make it work. It doesn't work for everybody for a, a ton of reasons, uh, but the ones that can figure it out benefit from it so second question real quick and kevin i don't want to i don't want to hog up all the time but what what how how and and we probably covered it the last time um but explain to everybody in the comments that may not know the story how did you tie your music to the minecraft the way you did and then also was there any hesitation did it did you feel like maybe you were it's like this is my music i don't want it to be associated with minecraft i want to be associated with me or, or, or my thing, right? Like, what was the trade-off there? I'm really glad you asked that, man. That's a great question. So, yeah, it, it really started, like, almost 10 years ago. In fact, 2023 will be uh, 10 years since my first, like, charted top 40 single. And it was a song called With Me Now in 2013. Came out. Somehow, you know, the magic was in the air. My first single comes out, goes on Octane. It goes number one for six weeks, selling over 2,000 downloads a week, which at that time was, you know, top 20 worthy of everyone that was on the chart. Um, it was in the top 10 for six months after that and really, you know, introduced me to a nationwide audience almost overnight. That doesn't count the first 10 years before then, as we all know, you know, but so 
once I kind of got that going, I went on tour, you know, I kind of did things the traditional way, like kind of trying to, you know, hit shaking hands at every radio station we could on the road. I mean, I did that too. You know I mean? I still have as recently as a couple of years on the road. I always try and visit everyone and, you know, maintain or, or even create those relationships. But, you know, I had a falling out with my manager and label at the time. It was all over greed and money. Um, because again, the song was doing so well that there was a bit of a down period where I didn't really know what the next move was because of, you know, it was almost traumatizing having this momentum just be stopped in its tracks over greed, like over just unreal bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, fast forward a year or two, I spent a year or two writing music, making demos, like putting shit up online, kind of like you said. And I happened to see the song that was on Octane had like some anime video on YouTube that had just hit a million views. And it was like, damn, you know, like, wow, a million views in my song. Like, I don't even know what this anime thing is. So I basically reached out to that guy. We kind of formed a partnership. He has a channel that does nightcore videos, which kind of speeds the song up set to just like an anime motion graphic kind of thing. And we did a bunch of those. And I noticed like the streaming on Spotify and stuff, like really start going up the YouTube views. And again, this was kind of years ago still where it wasn't really as known as it is today, like what the signs are to watch for, for something like having a moment or whatever, right. um, you know, but then I started seeing these Minecraft videos that were the same thing. They were music videos that someone, and it wasn't just someone taking clips from gameplay. I mean, these guys create these videos from the ground up, like like a Disney studio would make, you know, some of it really is incredible. Um, but anyways, long story short, I reached out to the couple, two, three biggest channels I could find. One of the guys happened to have heard of my music through this nightcore thing I was doing. And we basically partnered up right away. We dropped two videos within a month, The Struggle and Cold as Ice, which still to this day, I think are my biggest songs. Uh, Cold as Ice, about 75 million views on YouTube. The Struggle just hit 50 million. And again, because of that, um, over the years, you know, that's five, six years ago now, those two songs specifically have literally kept growing and kept hitting these algorithms on all these platforms. And they, they literally get more streams today than they do when they were at their peak back then. And I think it's that kind of virality of the life cycle of thing, these things, almost like radio was where a song would be played, it would go recurrent, and then it's in the gold and ACDC back in black has never been out of rotation. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like yeah. I feel like this is almost like the, the internet version of that in a way, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Or yeah. a movie soundtrack, same concept, I guess, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. And it's democratized, right? Definitely. I mean, it's, it's, if you can figure it out, you can make it happen and people like it. There it is, Kevin. Oh, and you, sorry, ju ju I didn't get to, I should have the, the second part of your question about any hesitation for it. Yes. yes I'm yes. so glad you asked that because no one's actually ever asked me about that, but yeah, man, it was like, you think about it. We're rock and roll guys. You know, it's like chains and metal. And you know, I almost, I almost said that. Like when I was comparing, I was like, I want it to be my thing. I want it to be black t-shirts and yeah. I want it to be black stuff. And I don't want it to be Minecraft, you know, dude, exactly. So yeah, dude, the first year or two, it was a bit like, well, I, I kind of also have this mind. I got like hundred million views on this Minecraft video, but anyways, you know, as but, an aside. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 But again, I think really in the last year since I've been sober, in fact, today's my 700 days sober off fentanyl. Damn it. I'm glad we're getting to do that. That was going to be my part. Dude, I was uh, going to congratulate you on right. that. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. But, but yeah, no, it's just um, I've really accepted who I am as an artist. I'm grateful to have this fan base so hardcore, so diehard. I mean, it really is a community. It's like I said, it almost feels like a cult following that continues to grow. And like, 
if people call them nerds, those are my fucking nerds. You know what I'm saying? Those are my friends, my fans. Like we're all in the family together. You know what I'm saying? And it's a joke. I don't mean that in any disrespectful way. I'm just saying coming from the outside looking in, sure, you could get some of the cheesiness of it. But man, again, it's people connecting with music and however it takes or whatever it takes to make that happen. If it's Minecraft, let's go. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and I think since Big Bang Theory, people embrace nerd. I think they embrace the term nerd. I, I think that's how that goes. So. Dude, I collect Pokemon cards. I'm 32 years old. I probably spent 20 grand on Pokemon cards in the last few months. You know, <laughs> I, I collect Funko Pops. Oh, yeah. so, there you go. We, we all got our thing, you know. Yeah. So, dude, we're all nerds in some way. Jared, Jared collects whiskey. Bourbons, but yeah, and I also have some Funko Pops right over here. Uh, Forrest Gump and Kramer. I'm looking at them right there. But. Dude, hell yeah, man. So before uh, before we go any further, I do want to play the the Minecraft video for uh, Back into Darkness. But yeah, tell me tell me a little bit about the song. So um, it's it's one of my favorites. This is from my album 1990, which actually I believe was about to drop or just drop when we did the last interview. Um, I just dropped in a, a deluxe version with five bonus tracks a couple weeks ago. But again, it just kind of goes to show Back Into Darkness came out with the album as an album cut. No spotlight on it, so to speak. Six, seven months later, we drop a visualizer video. I had kept seeing on the, the streaming platforms that that song was doing quite a bit better than some of the other album cuts. You know what I mean? So the whole Minecraft thing came around again. Another one of my anime channels came around and we were kind of talking. It was like, well, this song might have something. Let's give it a try. And all of a sudden, within the last three months, this song has done over 10 million streams, dude. The Minecraft video came out. That's at 1.5 million. But not only that, now this other anime video came out and it's had this 6 million view, two month viral moment happen, which has led to 500% increase in streaming across every platform for the last three months straight now on this song. So again, like to watch it kind of climb the chart, to see it on like the, the top 15, the dirty 30 you guys do, climbing the secondary chart. I mean, again, that combined with the virality of it is awesome. So we did the Minecraft video on my channel, which actually features my character in it standoff from my normal minecraft series but yeah man it's a it's a banger and the fans seem to love this one so all right well we're gonna roll into it here is blacklight district back into darkness and you're watching the sound so not only is is the the video good the fucking song is great yeah thank you man. thank you yes rocking and i like what you said i know that that was created for that song like you, you can tell it's not just like chopped up gameplay right you know what i mean yeah. and, and i should say too that you know my partner uh rainimator shout out rainimator my fans know him he's the channel that most of my minecraft videos are on and he animates this was like an in-house one done by someone else and uh you know it's kind of weird when you look at just one because it is a part of a longer story to kind of grasp i guess what's going on took me years to figure out what was going on in my own videos you know what i'm saying but again man if 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 we can deliver an awesome song like that to a different demographic because they want to see some visuals like this, more power to them, bro. You know, yeah, it's again, one way of many to get out there these days, you know? So, yeah. And I hope, I hope that if you're listening to this, you're watching this on the live or the replay and you're in a band or you're trying to start a band, or really if you're creating content of any way, shape or form, like you just said, man, there's so many ways to get out there. You, you get creative with it, right? The avenues of distribution are as vast or as limited as your imagination. And that's the takeaway. Absolutely. And, and, and again, it's there's so much crossover. Someone in here said they love Pokemon. You know, the, you like this. I like um, 
Michael Myers in horror films. Like, again, there's so many like niche and, and not only that, but hardcore fan bases out there. If you can, and again, the, the Minecraft, Minecraft path might not work for everyone. Maybe that was specifically for my, you know, everyone's path is going to be different. But again, man, be creative because the, the walls are being torn down every day. You're never going to be able to cut through the clutter by just focusing on one outlet and saying, okay, if like, like radio, for example, if, if I'm not embraced by radio, I have no control over that. So what do I do? Just sit here and hope that the next one's going to do good. Like that was the thing. It's like, I wanted to find my own platform where I didn't have to rely on someone else to say yes. It's like, right. fuck that, man. I have my music. I have my fans. We don't need any of this help. Like, we're here. Let's go. If it takes grinding it out for a decade to make it happen, you got to be willing to put that work in, man. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Like, you, that, I mean, you nailed it. That's it. I mean, that is the game in 2022. And I think that game is only going to be continue to be played out over and over again into more extremes that we're not even aware of. If you're, are you dabbling, looking into the people listening to y'all, the, like the metaverse stuff, that's going to be a whole nother level of this, of this game, right? Uh, when you throw on the headset and you're going to live, live shows with air quotes, live shows in 3d. I mean, you can go in there right now. I did it the other day and watch the Foo Fighters play and it's three dimensional, you wow. know, and the graphics are, uh, they're really good, but they're not, it's not, you know, isn't, 1080p or 4k. Isn't that how they're doing Ozfest this year too? Well, I was yes. just, that's what I was just going to say, Kevin, I saw a small clip of, they just did odd. They had Ozzy motorhead with Lemmy. So yeah, you're gonna, but, I, I bet you're going to start seeing again, like with the hologram thing that happened a few years ago, you're going to see all these classic, like Ozzy and Randy Rhodes having a virtual concert or like Led Zeppelin or some of these classic acts that, you haven't been able to see you're going to see him give me queen with freddie mercury and i'll never take the headset off that's right <laughs> that's right and, th and that the technology's there for that that's easy i was thinking uh i don't remember do you remember when that video circulated a few years back of tupac at the uh coachella i think it was oh, yeah. that's kind of what i thought you were referring to but yeah in the metaverse or, or in vr that's going to be easy to do but yeah. i mean you're talking and, and then so that goes back to what you were talking about like with the youtube um uh, uh, all the numbers that you got from that that then tr translates over into Spotify all because of connecting it to YouTube. What do you think that's going to do when you when everybody in their home, just say for OzFest right now, how many tickets can you sell to OzFest? It's a lot. It is a lot. But how many people don't go to OzFest because they don't want to make the journey, airfare, travel, whatever? What do you think is going to happen when you can buy a ticket in your house and put on a headset and enjoy it in, in that way? The, the numbers are going to go ridiculous. The finances behind that is going to be, un, it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, especially if you know, like the the people putting on the events. You know, if if again, you know, we I don't know how far away we, you know we got to be able to record and put our own shows on in our own homes. I'm sure in the future people will be able to create these concerts and scenarios in their own homes. And then at that point, you're cutting the whole cost of the production out, and you're going to be able to put on these events for almost less or, you know, for next to nothing. Um, but again, I guess it's going to depend on things like that, like how much it costs to make that happen. Um, I haven't really thought about it much, but I mean, that is an interesting thing to think. About. Oh, that that's already a thing. So uh, a 360 camera is, is not that expensive uh, really at oh, all. Shit. So you can do that right now. And then it's just a matter of editing that video, which premier pro will edit 3d videos. That's not that difficult either. Oh, and then, okay. The part that I'm, that I'm not familiar with, but I know it exists because people, this, are doing is, it. this is the sneaky shit he does. And then, and goes hey we're gonna do this and i don't yeah. know anything about it 
Yeah, exactly. But then uploading it to however you upload it to the to the metaverse or whatever. You know, the metaverse is just one layer and it probably will be the biggest layer, but it's no different than Facebook versus YouTube. Whoever controls VR in that in that domain and it may be multiple people. You upload it to that, and then now I'm I'm in that room that you're in right there, your room, not anywhere else, and I'm watching you write or I'm watching you perform with a full band or not. Maybe I'm just tuning in to watch you edit videos, but I'm sitting next to you, and that immersiveness is going to be worth it for the people that are commenting right over here on this YouTube. You don't think they would pay $5 to sit there and go from A or start to finish with you on a song but be sitting next to you? It's, it's going to happen. There's no doubt. Wow. You just it's blew my happen. mind, bro. You yeah, and n- none of these are my ideas. I didn't come up with that. No, like I, sure. I read and hear hear all this shit. Um, the the example that I heard was uh, Game Seven at the World Series. What do you think a ticket costs to be sitting behind home plate? It's super expensive, and there's only a few of those, right? But what do you think is going to happen when they pop up the VR 360 cam and they can sell that seat to everybody? Oh, shit, yeah. It, it, the the, the wow. economics go like that, right? I mean, wow. all you need is high internet bandwidth and whatever VR system is available. Now, will it be as great as being there? No. But with t- when technology really hits its peak, it's going to be so damn close, you're not going to care. Yeah, you but know? It, so you got to look at it this way. And it, you went into sports, so you kind of parked Peaked my, your interest. Yeah, yeah I know. You, you got I was it. on purpose, Kevin. Yeah, I'm, always, I'm always. But there. anyways, but when you're sitting there, yeah, you're sitting there behind home plate watching game seven. How cheap can you get something to sit on the 50-yard line at the Super Bowl? It's going to be cheap. I mean, that's that's right there. The Super Bowl is the shit you'll never get tickets to. That's a bucket list for me, and I know unless I hit the fucking lottery, I probably will never afford a ticket to, to the Super Bowl. But VR? Hell yeah, I'll pay 100 bucks to sit there with the headset on and watch the damn game. Well, and it, and it may even be cheaper than that. And when you think about how many people can buy it, right? It lowers the cost. It doesn't undercut a real ticket because people that can afford that will still go. It's almost um, like a new version of like pay-per-view except for right? virtual reality. It's exactly what it is, man. And then people like you will get creative in how they do it. So the it won't, you know, it like right. your stream will be different than everybody else's stream and how you interact with your fans and the camera. It's just it's, we could have an actual concert in an actual Minecraft universe. Hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Yeah. It's gonna 100%. be crazy seeing what people do with that, bro. Shit. I love brainstorming like this. Yeah. I'm sitting here fucking taking notes. I'm like, yeah. I spend I spend a few days of my week for hours a day with a few of my team members doing this exact same thing, just figuring shit out, coming up with just shit we would have thought was cool, you know? Like we're for example, we're putting together um a tour for late spring, early summer. We're going out, we're tr- we're trying to do only as many all ages venues as we can. We even have one show that's a Sunday matinee show that's gonna be over by six PM. And we're talking about maybe an if it was even just now think about this one hour blacklight district concert, the hour before that, there's going to be a couple of gaming stations set up. You're going to be able to game with blacklight district, with the band there might, you know, like the pop-up store. We're just trying again, none of this confirmed, but we're just trying to come up with unique experiences beyond just the concert. Like, what is going to get these kids? Because we've had parents that have driven their kids five and six hours to see their first concert. Let's give them an experience. Right? There you go. There so you it's go. always just it's that kind of stuff. That's why I always have a good vibe with you guys, man. It's you can just feel the the, the creativeness, you know what I'm saying? And that's why we're all hooked, bro. It's like whether it's the streaming shit like this or it's writing songs or going to concerts, it's just it makes life better. That's just as simple as that. 
Simple as that. I literally live and breathe on music. Like I, I tell my wife all the time, it's like some people hear it as a song. Like I hear this shit as life and death. Like it is that serious for me, you know? And I'm sure we all have our songs and our things that kind of put us in that vibe. But man, that powerful feeling, I tell everyone that's a high you can't buy, bro. That's true. That's true. And going back to your brainstorm sessions, like I mentioned, th those 360 cameras, they're out there right now. They're not that expensive. And it's kind of like the 360 VR uh, YouTube right now, because you I thought of this while we were talking. YouTube is a platform where you can upload that and that is connectable to uh, the VR headsets. YouTube VR right now is like YouTube was in like 2010. There's not a lot of content out there. So whatever gets put out there will be seen. But the market's also smaller too, right? You don't have as many people watching YouTube VR as they are this YouTube. So the right. trade-off, but get in on the ground floor and ride the wave up. For sure. I mean, so. if, if you were my manager, I'd say you hit it right on the die. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, yeah. bro, for real. And, and again, it is about finding and embracing. that. That's kind of what I've seen as the problem, especially in rock and roll over the last decade or two is, so many people either don't want to embrace the new technology and just say, no, we have a formula. This is how you do it. We're going to stay there. And everyone's going to be driving themselves out of business by the end when it's all said and done because they no, people don't want to move forward. You know? I'll, I'll name some names. Toys R Us, JC Penney's, <laughs> uh, what, what, what else? I mean, there, you, you, you talk heavy hitters in the, in the, in, yeah. in their industries. Sears, Never Sears, Kmart, Kmart. Gone. Gone. Yeah. You know why? Could not was even impossible for them to fall at that point, you know? Correct. And it's because of Amazon. Yeah. Changing with the yeah. times. I just saw a commercial uh, you know, I live in a smaller area out here. I'm not in a big metro where I get like Amazon same day type shit. But I saw on TV that Target and Walmart are now doing same day delivery, you know? And it's like, yeah, you guys gotta step it up, man. You're gonna be all driven out. So they're, you're going to be seeing the same shit from all them. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, they they're they're lucky enough that they were big enough to be able to be late because they were late, but they 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 had the capital to to, to turn the ship right. The little businesses or little er businesses couldn't. So I, I, think I, live, I live in the retail world and I see it every single day of emails. Hey, we're doing this. We're doing this. We're doing this. So yep. Yeah. Well, and so to kind of bring it back home before we wrap it up, you know, for for the bands and the artists out there, uh, TikTok. Right. That's what you need to understand. That's your version of getting put to death like Toys R Us did through Amazon. You know, whether you like it or not, or you think it's stupid or it's like boring, what you know, whatever your opinion is on it, that's where the eyeballs are. And there are bands locally, Kevin and I know some that are doing it not at all, which is not smart. Some that are phoning it in, kind of like we do <laughs> with the sound on TikTok, because we haven't figured out our stride there yet. And I mean, then there are some, there's some that are owning it and they're winning at it and those yeah. bands are going to do just what you've done with minecraft and youtube they're going to do it with their songs on tiktok and it's off to the races you know you, you know there's i don't know if you guys have heard of a band called no resolve yes um a great example of a band who has yep. utilized tiktok and turned it into sold out tours across yep. the country the drummer chance is a close friend of mine we were we were texting earlier today and it's fucking incredible man there again lead singer that that's all over face Facebook stories and TikTok now in his yep. UPS uniform. Yeah. And and changing from his UPS uniform into being live on stage and, and like that. what you said a bit ago. Wouldn't it like it's like the Minecraft thing, like, oh like should I is this metal enough? Dude, right. same thing, bro. 
every you're, you see you nailed it i was gonna say that you nailed yeah. it that's right because there's that hesitation to be like oh i don't want people to know i'm a ups driver or right. do i want to share that or whatever but it's like the more you give people the more they want to know uh that's like we talk with west like i want to know the beginnings how did you like peel the layer back on that onion I, we want to know and if you can do that through social media nowadays man people people eat it up you know they really do so yeah. uh you brought it up earlier though kudos on the sobriety man i know we i think we touched on that last time you were on the show so yeah. i know that's a Absolutely. that's a, a constant battle right kevin you you can speak to that as well yeah no i was just going to tell you congratulations on 700 days i saw that today and uh thank you uh not trying to brag i'm seven and a half years sober so oh, no, wow, i know i know the battles that it goes to to get through the even even today there's still battles that that i have to deal with but to get that far and the constant battle day in and day out congratulations man dude and, and back at you bro i mean uh, again congrats to you seven and a half years is no joke and it is a struggle every day man but you know what i mean it's the best choice i've ever made i mean we really have something to live for here you know what i'm saying and because of all this exciting stuff we've been talking about it makes me excited for the future because there is so many possibilities and who knows what's going to happen next that's the right. there's almost like this not knowing excitement in the air of like what's coming next in a day and age where songs from 30 years ago are blowing up for the first time Bro, who knows? You know, we, yep. we could be in the middle of a legendary interview and not even know it for 20 more years. You know what I'm saying? That's real yeah. talk, bro. Real that's, talk. It's that's, that's 100%, dude. And like you said, it's so much to live for. You nailed it. And I, I hope people take that quote home. So much to live for, man. Don't throw it away on drugs or alcohol or whatever your, you know, your vice is, man. Just keep, keep moving forward. Absolutely, bro. 100%. So, awesome. Well, Kyle, thank you for so much for joining us. Man, Dude, anytime, anytime. We, I, I love having you on and love chatting. Yeah, with you. it's always a good chat, bro. Get back at both of you guys. Like I said, I just, I, I have such a fun time chatting with you guys. It doesn't feel like we're in like a forced interview. Like we can just have a conversation about some real shit. And again, I love everything you guys do at the sound. Big supporter. Any of my fans here, you guys obviously please support, subscribe, check out the station. Um, I'd love to come down to the Gulf Shore and play in 2023 and kick it in person and uh, say what's happening for sure. So thank you. As, as, as they say in the biz, have your people call us. <laughs> hey, keep us on in the loop. We always say it. Keep us in the loop on the on the new material. All you got to do is just shoot us an email. It doesn't have to be a big to do and we'll kick it on the station. For sure. Well, like I said, 2023 is my 10 year anniversary of my first charted single. So I'm releasing my first two albums as deluxe editions with a ton of new content, new music. Um, all that good stuff is happening. I'm in the middle of a documentary. Um, there's some big news coming with all that kind of stuff soon. We're talking about a possible multi episode documentary with this story. And I just let's see what happens next year, guys. I'm just I'm so excited, man. Thank you guys again. And uh, let's do it again. Yes, sir. Thank you. Hell yeah, guys. We'll see you Have soon. Have a good one. See you Have later. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. We really appreciate the support. If you want to stay up to date with all the things we're doing here at The Sound, be sure to download our free radio app. It's in the App Store or Google Play. Just type in The Sound 228. It'll come right up. Download it on your phone. Listen to all the killer new music that Kevin and I are trying to promote to the masses. You can stay up to date with all of our social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also download the episodes of the podcast and the Homegrown Show, all right there inside of the app. Go download it now. You won't be disappointed. And once again, we are the sound. We are New Rock.